I want to bless this for us, and I hope this will bless you this morning. During this worship, and especially with this song, I was thinking about that lady that ran out of options. She spent all her money with the doctors, and nobody could help her. And she went through the crowd, and it says that the, the crowds were pressing Jesus. You know, if you, you know, imagine the streets of Jerusalem, very narrow, and a lot of people just walking. You know, when you're, you're in, now we're in the social distancing age. <laughs> but the crowds were like pressing in. And that lady went and touched the Lord. And in that moment, she knew that if I only touch him, if I only touch him, this is my only last hope. I did everything I could. Do you ever feel like that? You've done everything? There's nothing else to try. There's nothing else to hope for. There's nothing else to put your trust in. And she went through the crowds and Jesus asked the disciples, who touched me? And the disciples were like, what do you mean, who touched you? Look at this crowd. We are all pressing against each other here. But he knew that somebody touched him with faith. He knew that somebody knew what she was doing. And that's what I want to bless us with this morning and this week. Lord, there are so many situations right here in this room that seem hopeless. That you really need a miracle. That you really need a touch from the Lord. And we were saying, touch me. But there is a way that that lady, she moved in a faith, in a, a boldness that she touched the Lord. You know, and when we come and we worship, we, that's our faith and our hope, we're touching him. And we're bringing his touch upon our lives, upon our circumstances. I love to study the scriptures because this is uh, Romans 15, four it says, for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. This was written for you, for you to know how to walk with the Lord today. It's not written to exalt the people in the past. It's not for them to be put on a pedestal. This was written for me, for you. So that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Listen to this. The encouragement and the perseverance 
of these scriptures give us hope. My wife, she talked to me after last Sunday, and it made me think all week, you know, about, I was talking about prepare, get ready. And then you go like, yeah, but how can I know what to prepare for? And who will tell me that my preparation is good enough? You know, you look around and you go like, God, we need you to move. We need so many miracles every day. It's like David, you know, killing a lion and a bear, you know, every day. So I, I was thinking about, you know, I'm, I'm going to read this psalm because she always reminds me of this psalm. Psalm 131, 1-3 says, O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor my eyes haughty, nor do I involve myself with great matters. This morning, I do not want to get involved with great matters. I want to get, only want to get involved with what I can do. Nor do I involve myself with, in great matters or in things too difficult for me. Surely I have composed and quieted my soul like a winged child rests against his mother. My soul is like a winged child within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forever. I want to be able to relax in his presence and surrender. We exalt you, Lord. We say you are Lord. You are King. And all we can do is give you honor. And all we can do is come under your kingship, your lordship. At one point, you know, Joshua was getting ready to cross the Jordan and lead the people. Moses was gone. It was a new day. It was a big transition, big, you know, and then the angel of the Lord appeared to Joshua and Joshua, are you for me or against me? And a lot of times you, you go like, God, are you for me or against me? And the, the angel of the Lord said, neither one. I am the angel of the Lord. And I say, Lord, I want to come under your, what your plans, what you're doing. So this morning I want to tell a story in 2 Chronicles. And think about this, you know, an empire is, it starts with a little kingdom that takes over other kingdoms, right? So in the time of the, the Roman Empire, there were many small kingdoms. And then when one enemy would come and attack one of those cities or small kingdoms, the only resource that they could do is say, you know what? Send a message to Rome and say, we belong to Rome now. We surrender to a bigger kingdom. 
And then Rome would have the responsibility to protect that little city from these other enemies. In 2 Chronicles 20, the king of Israel sees himself surrounded by the enemies. And they said, we cannot do anything. There's nothing we can do here. So they were crying to the Lord. Crying to the Lord. And I'm going to read a few verses here. Second uh, Chronicles 20, verse 12. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But our, our eyes are on you. That's what I want to do. Lord, I want to put my eyes on you. Everything else is too complicated. It's so hard to discern the truth from the lies, the propaganda, everything. So, so I want to worship you. I want to put my eyes on you. All Judah was standing before the Lord with their infants, their wives, and their children. Then in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, the Levite, and the sons of Asaph. And he said, listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. I want to say, Lord, I do, wanna, I do not want to get yeah. complicated. <laughs> I want to simplify. I want to stop crying and being anxious and afraid. And I want to come under your lordship. I want to touch you. And I want you to touch everything that's mine, that's ours, our families, our children. Touch our community, people that lost their jobs, that are struggling with health issues, people who are struggling with even mental Issues because of the lockdown and, and not being able to be around other people, not going to school. Everything is so overwhelming right now. Right? Am I talking to the right crowd here? You know, and we say, Lord, we touch you. We touch you. And we, 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 we take this, like I read in Romans, this was written for us, for our instruction. So that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. What you did to Israel during this battle here, you can do it again today. And we ask and we touch you for that. So the word of the, the Lord came the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, and he said, 
Do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come this way. And verse 17, you need not fight in this battle. Station yourselves. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Yeah. When we were reading about the priestly blessing, you know, in the translation says, in one translation says, and the Levites will put his name upon his people. So the Lord will bless them. And I say, Lord, I'm putting your name yes. in everything around me right now. So that you bless. That means you're branded like cattle. You belong to him. You say, I, I have your name in me, Lord. It almost makes me want to have a tattoo with his name on me. <laughs> right? Say, hey, I have your name on me. Do not fear or be dismayed tomorrow. Go out and face them. For the Lord is with you. And I'm going to jump to verse, verse uh, 21. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire. And they went out before the army and said, Give thanks to the Lord, for his loving kindness is everlasting. So they sent the worshipers in front of the army. Can you imagine that? I mean, let's, you know, take a minute. Just imagine this. This valley, mountains all around, and the two armies coming against Israel. A multitude. Like hundreds of thousands of soldiers. And they're hopeless. Nothing that they can do. And they bring the worshipers. The ones that are singing. They were once playing an instrument. And they put in front of the army. And there they go. When they begin singing and praising the Lord. And praising. The Lord set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, three kings coming against them. And then you can finish reading this later. They didn't have a fight. They didn't fight. The Lord took care of them. The angel of the Lord took care of them. Psalm 27. Yesterday I was looking to the Lord and saying, Lord, I need to learn how to put my trust in you. I need to learn, you know, like Philippians 4 says, be anxious for nothing. How, how can I do this? Psalm 27, 13 says, I would have 
despaired. Unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Lord, we put our trust in you. Did you know that there is more good things happening than the news tell you? <laughs> Did you know that there are amazing things happening around the world right now? And I want that to fill our hearts with hope and faith. I, I actually, I think that everything that's happening right now, as difficult as it is, it is positive. Because God is in control and He is moving, He is dealing with kingdoms and nations. And He's shaking everything, He's shaking religions. Right? We, we've been shaken. Because he doesn't want any, anything in us that would trust in anything else except him. Yeah. No idols. No false hopes. Nothing. Only our faith in him. Only our faith in his word. And that, that's what's been so much fun for us reading the Psalms together now. Because, you know, David was not perfect. He was far from perfect. But he's called the man after God's own heart. And uh, what uh, it's amazing to me, and we, we were reading Thursday night, is how honest he was with the Lord. Lord, wake up. Listen to me. Are you going to forget me forever? Are you going to be angry with me forever and not listen to me? You know, and I say, Lord, I want to learn how to pray and put my trust in you. Because David, he had nowhere else to go. Yeah. He faced life circumstances like we do. But in everything, when he was honored and a king, he would worship. He was persecuted and suffering the loss of his friend or son. He wouldn't worship. When, his, uh, when Bathsheba lost the baby, remember that? He cried and cried and then he said, okay, that's enough. Now I'm going to get up and we'll worship the Lord. So Lord put us putting us this spirit of worship. Renew in us the joy of your salvation. I, I think we need to read that. I love this Psalm 51. Verse 6, Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being, and in the hidden part you will make me know wisdom. Purify me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Isn't that awesome? Say, Lord, if you purify me, I'm going to be clean. I cannot purify myself. But you can. Wash me, 
And I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins. And blot out all of my iniquities. We make this our prayer this morning. I say, Lord, create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. I bless this for each one of us. You know, when we were worshiping, I was just asking the Lord, the Holy Spirit to move and touch each one and to comfort and to bring hope and to bring joy and strength Healing, all levels of healing that we all need. And not only that, you know, let, let it overflow. Let it overflow and, and touch all of our relatives. And then let it overflow and touch this island. And let it overflow and touch this nation. Talking about that, I want to talk about this. There's going to be a prayer March, organized by Franklin Graham, September uh, 26, in Washington. And he is saying here, our nation is in trouble and we need God's help. So I, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to do anything here on Maui, but I, I mark your calendar for September 26. You know, and there, there is a, a great move of God, of people all, all around the nations praying. Praying 2 Corinthians seven fourteen for the Lord to come and heal the nation. So, do not put your trust in the government. Do not put your trust in the stock market. Do not put your trust in anything else, but we put our trust in the Lord. And we say, Lord, we surrender to you. Yeah. We put your name. This is more like a cry and intercession right now. We put your name on this nation. And we say, this nation belongs to you. Our lives belong to you. Our families belong to you. So, Second Samuel 24, 25 says, The Lord was moved by prayer for the land. Join me for a prayer march at the National Ball in Washington, D.C., Saturday, September 26. This is the most critical time for America that we have seen in our lifetime. And I know the power of prayer. I urge you to invite your family and your church and gather with other Christians to pray for our country our leaders, our hurting communities, and that God would turn our nation back to him. Yes. Pastors, bring a busload and join thousands to pray. This is awesome. Yes. And not only this is happening, God is answering these prayers. Yes. And there are, there are people turning to the Lord. There are revivals happening around the nation. You know, there are people coming to help, 
clean up what was destroyed. And not only that, then they're being saved and getting to know the Lord. You will never find that in the news. Over a million Christians in Iran. The church in Iran is growing. That peace deal in Israel is huge. It's history in the making. And this is answer to prayers. And the Lord is answering. And he, oh man, I was Isaiah 30. <laughs> Isaiah 30 is beautiful. And it's a similar story. Israel was in sin. But they, and they saw this army, the Assyrian army coming to take over them, right? Before they went into captivity. And they made, instead of repenting, they made an alliance with Egypt. And then the prophet is saying, this is not going to help you. You need to return to the Lord. And then it says here, verse 15, For thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, has said, in repentance and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. I bless that for us. Lord, in repentance and rest, we will be saved. In quietness and trust is our strength. I bless this. I bless this week for each one of us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Let his face shine upon us and give us peace. Amen.